It's hot, man. <laughs> it's pretty warm. <laughs> it ain't cool. It's day one of projected heat wave. Yeah, which I don't know why we started calling it a heat wave because when I was a kid, we just used to call it summer. Bam. Take, Take that. that. <laughs> wow, that's confronting. It's yeah, it's a little bit creepy when we do that. I was listening to Talkback Radio today. Surprise! I'm a masochist. Yeah, uh, and there was a woman called in to say that <laughs> I love this already. Yeah, the power company had like sent everyone in her small like Nowheresville town. Yeah, had sent a letter like two weeks ago saying we're going to cut the power off on this day, which is today. Yep, like weeks ago of all the days. Yeah. yeah. And then a week after they got the letter, God was like, oh, it's going to be heaps hot though. <laughs> like super hot. Yep. So she was explaining to like the radio people, you know, we rang them and said, look, I know that you were planning to turn the power off in a week, but, you know, it's going to be hotter than everything that's ever happened. Given it's going to be Hades outside. Yeah. Could I don't you want to eat delay? my dog's broiled eyeballs. So could you please <sighs> put this off for a couple of days? And they yeah. were like, <sighs> no. <laughs> So nice. What I enjoyed more than her talk, because I always like piling in on, like, you know, in defense of the little guy. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, that bloody heartless corporation, bloody pushing paper around, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what I liked is because I was listening to, like, the, not ABC, but, like, crazy right-wing town, yeah. which I listened to uh, just to get do good, you? good old hate on. I do. And just to infuriate yourself? Yeah, it's great. Um <laughs> And just the immediate backlash of, like, sweet-ass Aussie cobbers ringing in saying, back in my day, we didn't have any air cooling. She should bloody pull her head in. That's right. Just get yourself a cool guardy safe. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Just someone turned on, like, the hate faucet and everyone was just ringing up saying, like, (laughs) this woman doesn't understand how to bloody live in Australia. Like, they just, (laughs) no one was on her side. Uh, and it was fun. Yeah. And it was good because otherwise I would have been at work all day with people saying, oh, it's 40 degrees and stuff. And look, it was unpleasant. But as you have foreshadowed, back in the old BH, Broken yeah. Hill, yeah. 40 degrees is like most days, really. Exactly. Because I've been able to eat a lot of ice creams, yeah. which is the nice thing about a heat wave. <laughs> is uh, it? So I was all high horsey. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, air conditioning, things aren't too bad. Blah, blah, blah. I've lived through worse because countryness exists. Yep. And then got home, cooked dinner, made the calculated risk of like, oh, well, the air cooler is pretty good. And I'll cook these sweet ass lamb chops, <laughs> knowing that it will like raise the net temperature of the flat. But I've got all night to bring it back down with my air cooler. Yep. And as soon as I turned my gas thing off, the air cooler just went, no, I'm out. Peace out. And the whole power went down. Ouch. But the power went down to like all of Brunswick except... Except like for this house. <laughs> Except for the good end of Brunswick. Yeah. So I came here. I feel really bad for people in shops on days like this because I went into a I went to a meeting today and then I went into a Seven Eleven to grab a drink. Yeah. The, the poor guy at the Seven Eleven had served eight people and each one he said, "Oh hi, how are you today?" And each person goes, "Oh, pretty hot." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, you think he doesn't know that? It's Yeah. I mean, I feel, he goes, how are you today? And I said, oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm ice cold, cooler than cool. Yeah. I almost bought, I mean, this is what a great person I am. Yeah. I almost bought a bag full of Calippos to take back to the <laughs> office for all the hot people in the office. And then I went, I'm on Queen Street yep. and our office is on Harbour Esplanade. And I went, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to melt by the time I get back. So yeah. the good gesture only existed in my mind, but... 
That's yeah. all right. So does a lot of cool stuff. If I worked in the same office as you, I'd be like, oh, thanks for that syrupy drink, you. <laughs> like, I'd still be cool with it. I'm just trying to think if I've seen Calippos when I've been overseas. This is going to be my investigation when I go to New York if in a couple of weeks. Seek out a Calippo. See if Calippos exist. Actually, I don't even think I've ever seen like ice creams like we have them here overseas on the... Like you've never... Like, so they don't have ice cream pops. at all. Ice cream doesn't exist. No, they have ice cream. But do they I have don't, ice? And they do have, they have cream? They have ice and they have cream and they have ice cream. Yeah. I'm but very I confused. I don't think I've ever seen the whole ice cream on a stick kind of thing in the convenience store. Now that because you walk into a convenience store in Australia, and usually right smack bang in the middle is the big streets yeah. freezer chest thing where you get your paddle pop or your bubble bill or whatever. It'd be un-Australian not to have one of those. It would be, and yeah. I really I'm thinking back to the times that I've been to America in the past. I really don't think I've ever seen those in a Seven Eleven or. I am going to have to insist on a detailed report upon your return. Hey, I'm happy to provide one. Happy to provide <laughs> one. When you come back, I want to know, in America, were you able to find a Bubble Bill? Yeah, I don't think so. It would be offensive to Texans. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they don't sell them at the home ground of the Redskins, that's no. for sure. Oh, yeah. Shazam. Ouch. Yeah. Speaking of food. Yeah, which we do. I think we're dangerously... <laughs> we do, but this is no longer a geek podcast. It's a food podcast. It is. Tell me about your cheeseburgers. <laughs> is that a euphemism? No. <laughs> Tell oh. me about the cheeseburger. You, did, you yeah. didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Tell me about the cheeseburgers yeah. that you handmade last night, including the bun. I experience many burgers. That you, was my momentary do? confusion. <laughs> uh, and I thought I shouldn't bring it up on the podcast because we have been food heavy recently. Somebody commented on your Facebook, though. I hope this is going to be discussed on a future episode of Level 30. It's true. Lock and it I just, in. I just liked that just because Level 30 <laughs> got a mention. That's the thing that exists. <laughs> Yay. Uh, my mum bought me a recipe book of like cult New York recipes. Yep. And it had a recipe for a cheeseburger in it. Which yeah. started with like make the bun wow. and then make the patty mm. and then like all the and that's pretty much it and then you put stuff on it and you eat it yeah but so you did it I did it because I had a week off from work I had two weeks off over Christmas one week went back to Broken Hill super family good times had a mm. blast mm. and then one week to just whack on the old track pants and do some couch related horizontal activities <laughs> which may sound weird it's basically watch movies yeah. Sure. Uh, Watch Love, actually. It was really good. Mm. Uh, and I hear good things about that film. Yeah. And it was like I was in the Age of Apocalypse or something. And the <laughs> Stefan who lives there makes stuff yeah. by hand. Like instead of coming home from work and like, oh, it'd be good to eat something nice, but I'll just get some like lukewarm prawns from a freezer and jam them in my face hole. <laughs> or like whatever the easiest thing to eat, get me Big Mac chips plaza thing. Yep. I was like making stuff. I did that thing that I've been meaning to do since I moved to Melbourne, which is like, should really go to Vic Markets, get some fresh produce of a Sunday. Yeah. It's cheaper, tastes better, and then you set up for the rest of the week. And you but did every, it. Every single weekend, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty tired from work though, so I'll just spend twice as much money at Coles for things that are all different brown. <laughs> and then read comics. Exactly. <laughs> but did it, bought all the stuff, came home, was like, screw it. Screw it. I'm going to do it. So I made these like buns. Yeah. Unfortunately, had never made buns before. <laughs> Read the bit that says what you need and was like, I've got all that. Yep. We got that. Because Eileen had experimented with a bit of like bread recipe stuff. Yep. Also uh, not a euphemism. A, yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just throwing you off. <laughs> nope, that's appropriate. Insert dough rise joke here, I suppose. Uh, I was so going to make a yeast joke, <laughs> but I don't think that's cool. No, nah, it's not cool. Cut that out. 
made the mistake of going, yeah, I can make I can make a bread. Yep. I'll make a sick ass bread. And I started yeah. at eleven thirty PM. Oh. And just like kneading away, man, kneading by hand, making a sweet dough, putting stuff in, getting yep. activated yeast, blam, 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 put it in the thing, was like, oh cool, I'm done. What's next? I'll leave it to rise for an hour. Like bakers are hard as nails, man. So I left it to rise for an hour mm. and then like went back to keep playing Grand Theft Auto. You know bakers hour. get up at 3 a.m. or whatever to start I do work now, <laughs> and, I, and for a good <laughs> and reason. And now you know why. Yeah. Yep. Played Grand Theft Auto for an hour. The thing went, bring. Your hour is up now. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. It just went, bring. Okay. Uh, but went there, went, oh, man, it's like twice as big. This is huge. I'm like Walter White. This is incredible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pulled the bread out of the thing, and I was like, what's next? Put it into like 12 equal roll things. Oh, what now? Leave to rise for another hour. Like, oh, oh man! So I'm much waiting for bun. Exactly. <laughs> I think I eventually pulled it out of the oven, and it was like the uh, the suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Like I just opened the <laughs> oven, and there was golden light shooting in my eyes. I was very tired at this point. Pulled it up and was like, "Those look roughly like buns." Peace out, everyone. Going to bed. It's like half past three in the morning or something. And that's like and after that, it's just high quality mega mints. Yeah. Into a patty. Mega mints? Is that? Do you go to the butcher and ask for mega mints? Well, I did, <laughs> uh, and then I went to another butcher who respected me as a person and just asked for hamburger mints. <laughs> yep. Uh, and you fry that jam. Good quality mints. Put yep. some cheese on there. Do that thing that I learned from uh, staring creepily at the beatbox burger van people <laughs> where you like cook it halfway through, flip it once, put the cheese on there when it's still on yeah, the grill. Yeah. Man, it's a tasty burger, I'll man. That. I'll do that. Cut my I bun in it. half, butter the bun, fry them, put it in my mouth. Yeah. It was real I good. I dug it. I guess my one gripe with it is because I'm a big fan of next door. The, I live next door to a bar that does some of the best burgers in Melbourne, I think. And it's a goddamn amazing burger. Yeah, and part of what makes it so great is the homemade bun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not a euphemism. I guess my gripe with, with your burger is that you didn't invite me over for dinner. <laughs> so I don't know what that's all about. That's maybe maybe add that to the recipe next time. Just say, I only live a few blocks away. It's, no, look, it does make you know. sense. I suppose my whole brain at that point was mass about how many burgers I personally would want to eat. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And I don't mean to be rude, man, but I've been to Huxterburg with you. If you came into my house and Eileen and I were sitting there at a table and there were three burgers there, you would eat the three, <laughs> yeah, high fivers, and then like rappel off the balcony onto our the bus Chris- stop, which is another thing I've seen you do. <laughs> my favourite quote from our friend Chris is, uh, for a little fella, you're pretty good on the fang. Because <laughs> he served up like half a kilo of chicken one night and was like, <laughs> gone. <laughs> Look, it's a special skill and it's something to be proud of. Yeah, look, I'm pleased. I'm not holding it against you. I, g- I get it that you wanted to yeah. savour them yourself before, you know, I can feel Galactus, myself. the destroyer of <laughs> Burger World, swooped in and ate everything in sight. Uh, I can see myself teetering on the edge of A, mm. uh, and they're equally likely at this point, A going, that was an amazing experiment, but it did take you know, a long time. Six hours That's or a whatever. lot of effort, yeah. Um, so I'll probably just chalk it up to that. I'm glad I did it once. Compared to Huxter Burger, which is 15-minute wait. Exactly. Yep. Or I could go the other way because I ate it and was like, this is a really good like first crack. Yep. You know, like I was super impressed and mm. was just riding high on my sort of sense of accomplishment and also meat in my mouth. <laughs> uh, again, not a euphemism. <laughs> but 
Uh, I could see myself geeking out super hard and like becoming this weird tissue boxes on my feet just at home, Googling <laughs> where to get the highest quality mints. and <laughs> what Howard Hughes of hamburgers. <laughs> and what the best yeast to flour ratio is for my yeah. buns and stuff, uh, which I kind of want to do because that's a world in which I would probably eat heaps of burgers, burgers. at home. Yeah. And I wouldn't even have to really put on pants or anything. I'll tell you what you need to get into is there's a place in Sydney that I used to frequent called um, Hearts Pub. Mm. I used to go there for trivia. And just before I left Sydney to move down here, they introduced a new menu which included burgers where the burger patty was stuffed with various things. <laughs> and there was one that was stuffed with chorizo and cheese and... I feel like I got sent a picture a of this few, one night. You, uh, you probably did. Yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, and they had another one that was stuffed with jalapenos and chilies and, and things like that. And they had another one. I think this might be the one I sent you the picture of. Yeah. Was one that is stuffed with, and I know that you're a fan of this, one that's stuffed with pulled pork. Oh, dude. Which is just magnificent. And I, then you sent me a picture that I remember because it was raining and it was <laughs> the middle of the night. <laughs> and I got the picture. The camera shot me from above and I was on my knees in the rain screaming, No. <laughs> and just like this blue, sad light from the yeah. fire on my face. Yep. I remember that really well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Hearts Pub also do cookie skillets, which I'm a, a explain. Big fan. It's a skillet. You know what a skillet is? Yeah. It's kind of like a it's saucepan like a skeleton thing. Slash no, it's cobalt. not got nothing to do with skeletons. <laughs> All right. It's like a little saucepan type thing, cast iron. Oh, yeah. Saucepan. Yeah. So they basically get that and they make a cookie in the saucepan. So it's as big as a small saucepan. Mm. Win. And then they cook it in that and then drizzle sort of hot fudge and put ice cream on it. And it's it's pretty amazing. And I was going through a book I have the other day and found a recipe for skillet cookies. <laughs> So, <clears throat> I don't own a skillet, Yeah. but my plan is this weekend, I'm going to go to the kitchen shop, go I'm going to get a shopping. skillet, and I'm going to get enough skillets, maybe get four skillets, yep. so we can do up cookies and have a bit of a, a cookie skillet party at my house. Nice. You in? I am. Awesome. You can make the burgers. I will. <laughs> uh, I'll bring a playlist which is just all Skrillex songs, and we can call it Skrillex Cookies. Yeah, that, that's not going to work out for me. And we can all enjoy a fat drop. <laughs> I can't come anymore, can I? No. So I think, yeah. So look me in the eye. Do we have <laughs> anything to talk about that isn't we, food? We do. We do. I've got it's tough. I've got a couple of things. It's food rules. Do you want to go sort of geeky comic booky, which we've we've done a bit of lately, or yeah. do you want to go down the sort of almost sciencey sort of path? Hit me in the face with science. All right, science thing. I read an article today, the Gates Foundation, run by Bill and Melinda Gates, who yep. people may recognise from starting a tiny little know-nothing software company called Microsoft. Yeah, they so now make really impressive gates they, for no, Africa. They, they don't. They don't, they don't security make gates. properties. No, well, this is almost a security sort of story. Yeah. You're, you're preempting me a little bit here. <laughs> so Bill's retired full-time <laughs> from doing the Microsoft thing and they do the charity business and they do things like invest in uh, vaccinations for malaria in yeah. Africa. Important. Working on wiping out malaria. Um, no actually, one likes malaria. I want to come back to this. I want to come back to something else about vaccinations. So remind me to, to do that. Remember I vaccinations. Helpful. <laughs> All right, carry on. So I read this article that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has granted a fairly large amount of money, I can't remember how much it was, to a particular university to investigate using nanotechnology to make better condoms. <laughs> 
Really? Remember when we were sitting in the pub a moment ago and I said to you, I've got a couple of surprise topics that I'm going to spring yes, on you? Yes, yes, I do. This is one of those topics. <laughs> I had a brief think, what could they be? Yeah, didn't this think didn't of, cross your mind at all, did it? nano condoms. No. So which was actually u- my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> So they're going to make, uh, they're going to use nanotechnology to make thinner, more comfortable, stronger condoms. Oh, really? Uh, using these crazy sort of nano spray-on sheath thing. Shazam. And that's, that's kind of it. I didn't get a chance to read too much of the story because well, just to backtrack for a moment, my burger came out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, It's a simple life we lead, you and I. Yeah. Technology's grand. They've invested a lot of money in malaria vaccinations. They've invested a lot of money in education. Um, Obviously, in Africa, as Justine Seiko will tell you, AIDS is quite a severe problem. (laughs) Is that too soon to make that joke? No, no. So, they're looking at how can can they make cheaper condoms? How can they make sort of condoms that are more accessible to people? And how can we help rid the world of of sort of these STD-related problems? So... It's kind of like, yeah. So tiny robots. That's cool. Tiny, so do you spray tiny, ro- tiny robots on your penis no, no, and no, they no. build a condom no, in real time? No, no, that would be kind of cool. Because that's as scary so. as it is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You end up with the, the Borg assimilating your Yeah, I'll be genitals. in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just covered in tiny penis robots. Well, then you use the like, resistance is futile, but uh, <laughs> that's getting a bit awkward. Do you think, this is a conversation I've had at many pubs. <laughs> I uh, don't believe this at all. <laughs> Borg v. Sith. Who wins? Oh, the Sith. Why? Lightsabers. Oh, but the Borg can adapt to any weapon. Do you mm. think they could adapt to a lightsaber? No. no. As far as I'm aware, and I've you know, done a little bit of research on the subjects. You've been around the space block a few times. Yeah, I've been around the Death Star, no matter how tiny it may be. Yeah. Yeah, lightsabers pretty much cut through anything. So the board of... The the board? The board. The board. (laughs) The Borg are... uh, Yeah, they're toast. They're gone. See, I think... No. It depends on... You're wrong. uh, If a Sith Mm. had the fine control of the Force to be able to to sort of control matter on the level of Borg nanoprobes. Oh. If If a Sith could get... Uh, stabbed with those Borg assimilation tubes that come mm-hmm. out of their hands. For a start, the Borg would probably be neutralised if you could spray some kind of nano condom over those tubes. But <laughs> I digress. Where was I going with this? I don't know. This is ruined. So for the uninitiated, yeah. the Borg, mm-hmm. cyborg race from Star Trek mm-hmm. that are like uh, in search of perfection throughout the a universe. Bit geeky. Oh, hang on. No, it's all good. It's a yeah, geek exactly. podcast. Yep. Yeah, for a start, if you don't know who the Borg are, I'm sorry that you found yourself here. Stop listening. listening. To this. Just like the blue and white cafe people. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need you. Um, and they have like little like nano robots in their yeah. hands that they basically shoot into people and they assimilate them and turn them into cyborgs and then they like it's like a hive mentality thing. Mm. Uh, whereas the Sith are evil Jedi. So, and if I have to say more than that again, I apologize. Listen to This American Life. So, we, I think if you were a Sith and yep. the Borg were able to like shoot the nanoprobes into your neck, yep. if you had uh, a high enough level of control of the Force to halt the spread of nanoprobes, mm. then the Sith are victorious. Mm. Uh, if the Sith in question doesn't have that level of motor control, some kind of apprentice, they're fucked. Yeah. 
So here's a funny thing. Yeah. There is a Star Wars story in, again, in the expanded universe Mm -hmm. that, and I can't remember which one it is. It's been so long since I've read these books. But it's when Luke has started, it's post-Return of the Jedi. Luke started up the Jedi Academy and he's tracking down Jedi from around the universe and training them up and that sort of thing. Yeah. And there's one of them who is a healer and one of them gets a poison sort of splashed in their face Mm -hmm. and it's essentially full of nanobots. Right. Basically. And they're trying to heal her and they're trying to do all this crazy Jedi healing things and they can't do it. What she ends up doing is using the force to isolate each single nanobot and pull them out one by one into the millions and that's how they find the cure. So it's it's sort of more or less oh, problem what solved. you're talking about. Sort of. win. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Borg. You jerks. Yeah. Back in your cube. The other vaccine thing that I wanted to talk about is I read an, another article this week, and I've been doing a lot of reading this week. That's uh, a heat wave. Yeah, it is. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. Yeah. India is on the verge of being declared as polio-free. Really? And it was the last big sort of populous centre that needs to do this for us to get to a point where we're very close to declaring the entire world polio-free. Nice. Which So polio is sort of going the way of smallpox. So they haven't had an outbreak of polio in India for three, more than three years, I think mm. it is. And I just thought that was really cool. I just I dig the whole science of, oh, look, medicine, this disease that has caused so many problems for so many people, uh, wiped out. It's pretty amazing. Thanks for playing, but up yours, polio, science wins. I posted this on my <laughs> Facebook wall and a friend of mine said something along the lines of that her, her grandmother had gotten polio when she was 17 and was crippled as a result of it and mm-hmm. isn't this wonderful news? And that's kind of interesting because it's not something I don't think that's at the forefront of mind in, in countries like Australia where we have a pretty good medical system. Yeah. Uh, my God, didn't we, didn't we sort that out already? Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of cool that we're on the verge of wiping this off the face of the planet, that and getting nanobot condoms. Science rules. Doesn't it? I read an article about because AFL is so popular now, Australia is on the verge of being declared polo free. <laughs> That's not <laughs> true. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> not as sorry as I am. <laughs> Do you have any of those people on Facebook who you're like, oh, I'm really happy about science, and they go, well, vaccines cause autism? Well, this is why I post it. Because so that's a hate parade. The status that I actually posted was, India is on the verge of being declared polio-free. Remind me, oh, not a single outbreak in more than three years. Mm-hmm. Remind me again how bad vaccines are. Because <laughs> I, I was trying to coax, because I've, I've got a couple of, uh, I think I've got, I think there's one left, and if you're listening to this, you know who you are. Yeah. Uh, but I've had the vaccine argument before. I've had the homeopathy argument multiple times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that thing where you're like, science exists, and someone's like, nah. Nah, it doesn't. Nah, I don't Earth's reckon. flat and water has memory. I mean, if you think about it, have you ever seen a germ? No. Nah. No. You haven't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sith v. Polio. Sith win. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's not that's that's a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. You know who could see a germ? Who? Hang on, the master of the Segway strikes again. <laughs> that is, is Ant Man. Oh, dude! Because wait, wait. Go, oh, sorry. Can we just what? have three seconds of silence to recognise my favourite Segway ever? Okay. 
That was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, welcome, Universe. Ant Man. Yeah. So the news came out today, which I again shared on our Level Thirty Facebook page. And for people who are listening to this that are not liking the Level Thirty Facebook page, what what's up with that? Yeah, exactly. You're not getting the full Level Thirty experience. <laughs> You're Level Twenty Seven. Yeah, that's right. You're getting the wonderful audio, the the dulcet tones of my voice and your voice, sort of floating into your earphones of your iPod exactly. or whatever you're listening through, but. The nasal harmonisation. Yeah, you're not getting all the links and all the cool banter and yep. the bits where Stefan compares me to Hitler. <laughs> Comes up a lot. It does. Yeah. Probably a little bit more than I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> so they announced today that Michael Douglas is going to play. And, and we have discussed previously that we thought that Paul Rudd was going to be Hank Pym mm-hmm. slash Ant-Man. And they've announced today that, no, incorrect. Wrong assumption. When you assume... You make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. And so Michael Douglas is actually going to be Hank Pym in the Ant-Man movie, Mm. which I'm a little bit divided about. And Paul Rudd is going to play... Scott Lang. Scott Lang. Subsequent Ant-Man. The second Ant-Man who could shrink down. I read the Wikipedia article today. Who could shrink down to microscopic size so he would be able to hang out with germs. Exactly. Hence my awesome segue. It's what are you? What, where are you at on this? I, I think you're excited about it. I'm on board. Good. I, uh, I just do whatever you tell me to do where comic <laughs> books are involved. So I'm on board as well. Well, because I know Hank, like Hank Pym, is one of is the most beleaguered comic book character because uh, when all the other Avengers were being sort of built into mythical awesome people mm. uh, and getting cooler and cooler and cooler, Hank Pym. Like in the original days, was going through like nervous breakdowns and once unfortunately punched his wife in the face. <laughs> um, I got to read that story arc. You don't come back from it. Like he had a mm. nervous break and became Yellow Jacket. Yes, which is like the shittiest superhero ever because it's like it's Ant Man, but instead of growing, he wears yellow. It was not very exciting. No. And the ant powers are the sort of thing. They always end up being giant man as well because while they shrink, they can also grow really big. Yeah. Um, and he just never had any purpose. And yeah, punch the wasp right in the chops. And every new creator that comes onto Hank Pym ends up writing a story sort of trying to convince the audience why he's worth paying attention to. Yeah. And I think the whole audience is probably like, I'm certainly at a point where I'm like, I get it. He's over it. He's awesome. Just let him be awesome. Yeah. But everyone's too like, oh, he punched the wasp that time. And it's not cool. Which makes me sad because I'm a big fan of the wasp. Yeah. Even though her name's Janet. Well, yeah. Sorry but, to everybody called Janet. Who's what are you going to do? Um, it's a lovely name. So he's sort of like, in my mind, this weird sort of stodgy elder scientist who's a bit sort of stuffy. Yep. And Michael Douglas is a sex addict. Is a sex addict. <laughs> yeah. So he's exactly what I just said. Who, but to be fair, who beat cancer? So that's yeah, pretty, exactly that's pretty tough. He's shrunk down and punched a tumor in the face until it was dead. Nice one, Mickey D. Exactly. Um, so I just like because Michael Do- is a charismatic. Yeah, he dirt. is. He is. Uh, so I think he can. I think he can sell like a who's effectively a mad scientist who creates yeah. weird particles that make things grow really small. But I like the idea of sort of an elder guy. Like he's not an old guy, but yeah. he's not where every superhero these days need to be twenty two. He's or got whatever. a bit more maturity about him. Yeah, and I immediately think of this guy who's set up as like the pinnacle of maturity, like a charismatic dude, but he's like the proper scientist who invents mm. this stuff and is a superhero. And then you got the wacky zany Paul yeah. Rudd type who breaks in and steals it for personal gain, and then 
Exactly. Potentially becomes a superhero as a result. Because there was an incredible short-lived comic book story a while ago called The Irredeemable Ant-Man, which was not Scott Lang, but it was a new guy. And it was about a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who sort of accidentally gets a hold of like an Ant-Man suit, which gives him the ability to shrink down into ant size. And he uses it effectively to spy on superheroines in the shower. And just Which, look, to be <laughs> to be really, really honest for a moment, yeah, that's probably what I'd do. Well, you just do it, saying. Do it one time. It was quite refreshing because he's like got the Ant-Man powers and he just uses it to be a jerk. Like whenever his boss asks where he is, he just shrinks out of sight and runs off, like stuff like that. <laughs> and I can see... I totally do that. And even though Porod's going to be Scott Lang, I'm ho- I can immediately see something of that vein. Like, yeah. a, like the irresponsible kid guy... Going, th- he's the one going through that heroic arc to become a good person, uh, and yeah, I think I'm quite excited. That's you? good. You yeah, think it's going to be shit house? I, I don't know, and and this is partly because Ant Man's in a bit of a blind spot of mine from a comic book point of view. It's pretty small. The ma- <laughs> <laughs> That's it, I don't walk around with microscopes glued to my face. Exactly. The biggest exposure I've had to Ant Man as a character has been through Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon mm-hmm. show, and I quite like him in that. And he becomes Yellow Jacket in that, which isn't Yellow Jacket a type of fish? Uh, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, like many things, met the superhero before I met whatever it was that was named before after. Before you met the aquaculture. <laughs> yeah. That's been my exposure to him. And he's, he's quite young in that and he's in the relationship with Wasp and he's sort of very anti-weapons and that sort of thing, although builds Ultron, who becomes yeah epic mega villain. Kills everything. So I, I did a little bit of extra reading today after I read the announcement and, and read through Wikipedia articles and that sort of thing and got my head around Ant-Man a bit more as a character. I, yeah, look, I think it could work. I think I think Michael Douglas has a certain level of charisma about him. From a science point of view, he plays as, as much of a, a, a zany, wacky movie as Disclosure was. <laughs> <laughs> He plays a reasonably convincing computer programmer in that. So yeah. I'm okay with him as a scientist. So I think it could work. And I read a bit more about uh, Paul Rudd's character and went, yeah, look, that probably fits him a lot better than mm. the Hank Pym that I know. So, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a good thing. Like I can see them wanting, say, Paul Rudd in the Avengers more than Michael Douglas, for example. <laughs> uh, in terms of like CGIing him into a flip over a car or something like that. Yeah. You know? I like the idea of having... It's not as many wrinkles to CGI, so it's less triangles. Well, exactly. <laughs> I just like the idea of like a brain Ant-Man and a younger guy Ant-Man who mm. can do like the espionage thing. Has Michael Douglas been in anything since he beat the whole... Yeah, prostate cancer, right? I think so. Has he been in any movies recently? I don't think he's been in anything since he went through the whole Who's in Wall Street scare. too? Oh, yeah. That, Shia LaBeouf. That might be afterwards. Shia LaBeouf. Did you see he's completely retired from yeah. public life under, underneath a scandal of plagiarism? Yeah. Plagiarism? Plagiarism. Plagiarism. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it in the end. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Not a euphemism. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't say that that's any great loss. Yeah. And it, since we're on the subject of Shire and <laughs> fucking, I might as well just have yeah. one more Michael Bay moment. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about the Shire, where the <laughs> hobbits come from. No, that's we should maybe save that for another episode. Doom, 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 doom. To be continued. Turn the page. Did you watch the Golden Globes? I watched uh, an army of gifts explaining all the hilarious birds my, that my, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey unleashed. My two favourite bits were Tina Fey, number one. So, like a supermodel's vagina, <laughs> let's give a warm welcome to Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. But and just the nod that he gives when he comes on. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. But the ultimate, actually, there was another one where they paid out George Clooney about um, oh, gravity, about <laughs> <laughs> he would rather free fall through space than hang out with a woman his own age, <laughs> which I dug. But the best part for me, and yeah. I, I didn't watch it, I just watched the highlights later on. Mm-hmm. The best part was when they took the piss out of Michael Bay and got up and said, our next candidate has been described by Michael Bay as, um, uh, 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 oh, sorry, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> and I lost it when I, when I saw that. Uh, that was, that solid was great. Goal. I was just, as if there wasn't any more reason to want to marry Tina Fey. Yep. She's now taken the piss out of Mickey B. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are kind of the best. Yeah. Have you uh, heard the latest Man of Steel 2 rumours, which increasingly sounds like it's going to be like a stealth Justice League film? Uh, that Flash and Wonder Woman are in it? Yeah. Yes. I keep hearing all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Flash has been cast and there's rumours of uh, the girl that they've got for Wonder Woman. I, I, I'm kind of down with that. I think she'll be good. She's a not a very well-known actress and I, I can't think of her name because she's not a very well-known actress. But Good reason. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down with them doing some sort of sneaky segue, if it's not a Justice League movie, a, a sort of sneaky segue into one. Mm. I heard a zany rumour, which I think I kind of... Because Wonder Woman's a character that should be awesome. Yep. But just isn't awesome. Mm. And I think Joss Whedon was trying to write a Wonder Woman film for ages and yeah. eventually threw his hands up and went, it's not going to work. But I think it's just... She's a really hard character to write in an interesting way. And yeah. one of the f- in, when DC relaunched all their comics a few years ago, she's one of the few main characters that got a complete reboot in terms of origin and everything, mm. which I think speaks to the difficulty in the character in terms of she doesn't have that one-line origin. Like yeah. you talk about Wonder Woman, it's hard to like sum up exactly who she is yes which is super tough so in the comics she's obviously like an amazon there's a secret island of all women who are like superhero amazons Uh, am i the only person that wants to go to that island i don't think so Uh, (laughs) in the reboot the amazons periodically attack ships full of dudes have sex with them and then murder them once they're impregnated yeah i'm 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 down with that Anyway, Bring and it. they send Wonder Woman out basically to sort of learn the ways of the world and to educate dudes that, like, there's a better way. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And she's awesome. And mm. she's, like, 12 feet tall and beats the fuck out of people. Um, Is she 12 feet tall? She's pretty huge, man. She should be. She should be able to, like, convincingly... Like, you should see Wonder Woman in the street and be like, she will fuck me up. It's a thing. I heard in the movie, you know how in Man of Steel, which, episode one, listen to it. We yeah. loved it. If you... <laughs> You know how Superman is just, he's in um, an ancient Kryptonian ship? Yes. Which seems to predate his existence. Yep. But has, I think, his hologram dad in. And that's where he gets his underpants. Holodam. Holodam? Holodam. Hologram Russ. Yeah. Holocrow. Oh, I need to talk to you about the new Russell Crowe movie. Carry on. Bam. I heard a rumor that Wonder Woman in this film is going to be the descendant of the Kryptonians that were on that ship. Oh, yeah. So in the DC Cinematic Universe, basically this tribe of Kryptonians that would all be Superman have then gone to an island, hidden themselves away and have like interbreeded with humans and so diluted like and stuff. Spock. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of another half oh, race like half alien, character. Half yeah. 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 I thought you meant like nerves pinch people. She, she might. might do that. She could punch straight through your sternum and pull Ouch. out one of the veins. I think that's going to be one of the, and it's a, it's another thing where I think we've established where DC, it's not our main fandom. Isn't it? Oh. Okay, yeah. So I can see, uh, I can be like, oh, that's a cool idea. And it makes sense. It streamlines everything really well. But I imagine if you were like a died in the wool Wonder Woman fan, you'd be like you'd punching be everyone in the face you'd over and over again. You'd be hating it. It'd be like Wolverine's 
aluminium foil claws in the first Wolverine <laughs> movie. Indeed. It's a pity I wasn't there, what with me being the white Ving Rames and all. Exactly. <laughs> Would have been highly on message. <laughs>